everything. It's time for another edition of the Cummins Real Estate Group Show with Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Curtis. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? Are you able to get through all this smoke that's been going on? I am surviving. I'm looking out my office window right now, and it is it's pretty dense. It's pretty thick. I, it's, it's hard to, like, go and do anything outside right now. And obviously, they're saying don't do too much strenuous stuff. So how to cancel some of my early morning bike rides I was going to do. And I haven't taken my motorcycle out the last few days because of the smoke. I miss that. Yeah, I would imagine so, because you are now the official badass biker lady of the real estate industry, so. That's right. I went out for 13 hours a few days ago. 13 hours. I said, heck with it, I'm taking my bike all day. So I went to listing appointments, evaluations, showing. I showed houses on my bike. I picked up three different lock boxes at three different listings of mine that I had to pick up all and put into my backpack. It was so much fun. I did errands. I had meetings. Oh, it was great. 13 hours on my bike. I got home before dark, so I'm good. Wow. That's, that's a, that's a lot of time in the saddle. It was right at dark, actually. <laughs> it was. It, it, it really showed me that I truly love it, and I think I'm hooked. I don't think. I know it. I love it. Well, I'm there hooked. you go. So now you don't need to get those horses you've been wanting to get because now you've got a mechanized one. No, I still need my Frisian horse that oh. I want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe you'd found a replacement. That's all. Curtis, the heart wants what the heart wants. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I've got to keep an eye on time this time, This time, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, because otherwise I just go forever. Yeah, we yeah. do tend to get a little off topic here and there. I think that's my attention span coming to bite us, you know, that's just the way my mind works. And I first want to say in the beginning of the show is, uh, you know, there's going to be a few lucky listeners who really want, I have a giveaway. Yay. Curtis, we have a giveaway. We have and a giveaway. Yes. And if you text me, any one of my listeners, at 778-885-4659, ah, you may get some tickets. I have tickets to the Bandits' first pro basketball playoff game in Abbotsford tomorrow, that Sunday, the 15th, tomorrow at 1 p.m. You could be in air conditioning. It is air conditioned in there. It is. <laughs> yes. And it's the Fraser Valley Bandit. So hurry up, text me during the show, and you can have some tickets. All right. Well, once again, in case people weren't paying attention, this is radio. Sometimes we have to give that number out a couple times. What's that number to text again if people want to try to win some Bandit tickets? 778-885-4659. Very good. And there we go. We took care of that. <laughs> uh, and you can just Google Michelle Cummins and you'll find my cell phone there. Uh, so, okay, I had a question, a real estate question of the week, and I thought I'd mention it on this show because if it's one person's question, I'm sure it's a few others as well. So this was regarding land assembly versus strata windups. Ah, okay. 
Yes. So there is a difference. Land assembly is when you assemble more than one parcel of land together to create an assembly of properties to sell to a developer who can give a better use of the lands. And once they uh, combine all the lands, they then don't have any lot lines and the setbacks aren't as they just opens up their world of what they can actually develop on the land. So land assembly, again, is the assembly of different parcels of land. Where strata wind up, where strata wants to sell to a developer is different because there are, let's say there's 85 units to, to a strata. The 85 units should do a wind-up of the strata, creating then one uh, title, let's say. It creates so that there's not 85 contracts happening with uh, contract purchase and sales. It's just one. And, you know, with, with the strata wind-ups, uh, wind there are 80% of the owners need to approve that uh, sale. So as long as 80% of the owners in Estrada say, yes, we are interested and we want to sell to a developer, the other 20%, unfortunately for them, if they don't want to do it, will have to do it. Uh, and the way it works is obviously a realtor has to be hired to make sure that the best use and the best price point and to market to the right developers and get the right offer going on. And the lawyer has to be hired to do the wind-up. And then when an offer is presented to the strata, which they would like to entertain, it goes to the courts for approval, and the judge makes sure that they are getting the best uh, terms and conditions, and it's fair and honest for all owners. So uh, that is a strata wind-up. Okay, now we know the difference. <laughs> so, okay, so I wanted to mention, because I had um, a few, uh, I, I went to a VIP event a week and a half, two weeks ago or so for realtors. I mentioned it before on the show, but I wanted to really um, specify, you know, transit is one of the biggest real estate boosters there is uh, for uh, prices, uh, for equity uh, buildup, for uh, sales. So uh, when you think of a area, a neighborhood, a town getting um, an amazing transit opportunity coming their way, that's a bit of a, you know, you're speculating if it isn't approved yet, but you're saying, hey, this is a great place to invest and buy now for the future because the transit's coming. Now, I'm saying this this way because Langley is one of those hot spots. The SkyTrain is coming to Langley. It, it, it is directed to go from the Surrey area to Langley at 203rd. And there are some pre-construction uh, developments that uh, have had some realtor VIP uh, releases and they're starting to do pre pre-sales. So this is a great opportunity for for somebody who wants to invest something. Maybe they just have a, 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 a 15%, 10%, uh, 20% to put down right now, uh, but they're really spe- they're speculating for the future, for the growth of that, buying it to, at today's prices for tomorrow's gain. And then, uh, you know, when the transit's coming, and, you know, there's an ETA I've heard of probably around 2025. They've already started the process. Process, uh, but it does take some time. It could take longer than that. 
but it, it, it's coming to, to two, up to 203rd in, in Langley, and it's bound to. They've been talking about this for a while, and I do have some inside um, insiders that have told me uh, what's happening way before it, it, it was really official, but uh, that is a good place, a great place to invest in some pre-construction uh, condos, townhouses, or what have you. Absolutely, and I mean, it is, yeah, that's an area that's just going to keep building up. Absolutely. Uh, the heartbeat, you know, of the whole area. Uh, great. Uh, Langley is where I moved to uh, when I first came to Canada in 1998. Do you remember 1998, Curtis? I don't remember last week. <laughs> You're asking what, 1998? Yes, I do remember 1998. That was when I was, uh, I was starting broadcast school. Oh, how cool is that? Oh, how time flies. <laughs> it does. So a, a little bit of tidbit information, too, before we go on break. You know, did you know about half of homes sold in July for still over asking? Just about. So, you know, people have been saying, you know, if you look at the stats last week, we showed, you know, it's like a ladder coming down just a little bit, but still a seller's market. And prices really haven't come down much, but they're kind of across the board and they're just, you know, a little bit. It's, you know, people just 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 so everyone knows, you know, um, about half of properties still sold for over asking, so still seller's market. No, absolutely. I mean, I keep, uh, you know, I know that we, you, know, you mentioned last week that we had like a, a low in the inventory, and that's got to keep prices still pretty much around asking, depending on what people are asking, right? Since 1981, the lowest listings we've had. Yeah, so 40 years, but again, it all comes down to being smart about how you uh, list it, because if you go way too high, then obviously you're not going to get over asking, right? Exactly. You do have to price smart. Absolutely. And that's where a professional realtor comes in handy. So important. Uh, <laughs> you know what? It's so true. <laughs> yeah, no, I know like when we were trying to price our house, when we were selling ours with you, I mean, that was it, it's a bit of a stressful situation sometimes. You're like, oh, I don't want to ask for too much, but I don't want to go too low and then have somebody just come in and see, oh, right, give me that. And I, and I don't want to leave money on the table. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money changing hands. So it can be a little really uh, in, in stressful and you have to put a lot of thought into it. Oh, absolutely. And then you balance it with how quickly do you have to sell and what does the real estate market look like? How is it going to change possibly, you know, in the near future? How long do you want to be on the market? Uh, you know, where are you going to and and timing of everything. So there's so many aspects to pricing your property uh, to get the highest price possible in the least amount of time with the smoothest transaction dates, everything. And that's where you break out your algebra and you go A plus B times C equals D times F equals G equals, and, and you lost me at A plus B because I can't do algebra. Algebra. <laughs> <laughs> I can do math. You throw it, you throw it, letters are for spelling. You throw that into the equation for math and I just, I might as well go back to grade eight summer school. You were pretty good at math. You still are pretty good at math. I'm good with numbers, but yes, my are. mind, something in my mind does not click when you throw a letter in there because my mind goes, that doesn't belong. Yeah, it's, it's just not right. <laughs> and uh, that's always been a problem for me, hence why I went to summer school for grade eight. <clears throat> Oh, summer school. <laughs> yeah, summer school for grade 8 math. What a, what fun that was. I got an A in summer school grade 8 math because that was the only thing I had to concentrate on, but it still was not fun getting up at 8 o'clock every day for part of the summer to go to school again. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I learned a lesson. <laughs> and hopefully it stuck. It did. 
Now, speaking of learning something, obviously people can learn from you about real estate if they have any kind of questions at all. Where do they need to go to get information about you? MichelleCummins.ca. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after these words. State Group show with Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. Now, once again, Michelle, you have a few tickets to give away to that Bandits game tomorrow night. Uh, and how can people possibly try to get their name and to win them? Text me right now during our show at 778-885-4659. All right. And that number one more time. 778-885-4659. <laughs> I'd make you do it again, but that would just be repetitive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 1 p.m. tomorrow, and it's air-conditioned in there. So, hey, watch the first pro basketball playoff game in, for the in, Bandits. In nice, and cool comfort out from the heat. Exactly, exactly. Away from the heat and the smoke. All right, so uh, I can't remember what you told me the topic was earlier. What's our topic for the second segment? So the second segment's going to be a lot of information for buyers, which is also on the flip side good for sellers, because if you're a seller, you may be a buyer. Most likely you will be. So we have livability factors when buying. So want to make sure that you think of those aspects, as well as the six most important things to think about when you're buying, and mortgage pre-approval, what you need to know. So let's start off with the livability factors when buying. Okay, so there's many things to consider, of course, when you're choosing a home, obviously. I mean, there's so much you're thinking of. You have to get down to the basics. And first thing is location. Location is key when searching for a home, as it is the one thing you cannot change (laughs) unless you sell it later on if you don't like your location. So try not to get too caught up in the emotional side of the house hunt, which is hard to do, I know, but uh, you don't want to overlook important factors related to location, such as how busy the street is, what the noise levels are like in the area, and the future of the neighborhood. So those are just some factors. I always say to my buyers, why don't you go knock on the doors of the neighbors and just kind of see how they are. Uh, Maybe go and have a look in the evening and sit on on the street and just see it as people go by and and, uh, on the weekends and see what it's like. And so really get to know, and not just the street and the neighborhood, but the area as well. And make sure you know things like, is there train tracks close by? Is there a race track close by? Uh, You know, anything that may cause noise at times that you may not want noise uh, or you may be okay with it, but just knowledge is important and location, location, location. 
And then proximity to services and work. When house hunting, take into consideration the potential home's proximity to different amenities because we're all about quality of life and we live in a, what, eight-second world. Uh, so, but you want to you think about, you know, what about hospitals and grocery stores, nice restaurants, other shops? Think about how you live your daily life, how you foresee living your daily life, what you want to your daily life to look like, and really take that into consideration. Uh, drive the area, know where, how long your work distance is, you know, and what the changes of traffic may look like on that street. Are there some back streets to go? Uh, what if you need to pick up some dinner, the schools for the kids? You know, there's so many factors, uh, especially if you're a parent. Uh, and, and you just want to make sure that you know proximity to all the places that you may have to go. Because sometimes you fall in love with the place. Oh, and you fall in love with, let's say, the views or the neighborhood neighborhood or the area, the community, but then you, you go, ah, yeah, I can handle that drive. Oh, yeah, that would be no problem. And then you get into it and you realize, ah, maybe I should have reconsidered. This drive is a lot longer uh, than I'd like or whatnot. So really consider that as well. If and the drive is longer than you planned, then just pick up a motorbike. Oh, so true. <laughs> <laughs> Words of wisdom by Curtis Hope. It worked for you. <laughs> it did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and lifestyle is a huge factor to consider when house hunting. If you're an outdoorsy person, I always ask, you know, what are your hobbies? What do you like? Do you like golfing, skiing? Like, what are some of your hobbies? You know, do you play basketball? Do you have, you know, a, a baseball team you, you're involved with? What are those things? Do you like hiking, uh, canoeing, boating, you know, all that stuff? So you want to think of lifestyle. Uh, and choose places that are hopefully close to like like that, like bike trails and green spaces and lakes, you know, uh, because, again, time is precious. And uh, if, if you love doing those things, but they're too far away all the time, you'll never get to do them. Uh, so think lifestyle and current status and future plans. So taking your current status and your future plans into consideration when house hunting is essential. I usually ask, is this going to be a two-year, a five-year home? It's usually five years or so. Is it going to be a 10-year or 20-year home? Is this the home you, you want to start raising or having kids and raising your kids in and, and like, long-term home? Uh, so that's really important to consider and think about. So that those are the livability factors when buying that I wanted to share. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good tips there. And I mean, yeah, there's certain things that you don't think about too, like uh, by moving, are you moving your kid out of the, the their, their school catchment and things like that? Or, you know, how are things like that going to play out too? Exactly. And you thought you had to think of that too. And it was a family decision. You're, you know, your kids, you know, are old enough where they needed to be part of that decision making process, um, you know, and, and that's really important for everyone to be on the same page and to understand. And if you're thinking that, you know, you're going to be going out of the place, I have clients right now, they're in, they're in a place that is a bit too small for them, and they know they, they need something bigger. And their kids are just at the age where if they do it now, uh, they may not be mad at them later on if you know what I mean um, because once they get to a certain age you know they, they have their friendships built up and there's there's different uh, aspects to the relationships when you move your kids from a catchment to catchment so something to consider uh, if your kids are younger if you know it's bound to happen sooner than later it's better to do it sooner than later that's for sure okay the six most important things you need to know to buy a home in canada number one have more than 
a down payment. So uh, there's a structure that Canada has as far as down payments. And if you are buying under 500000 you only need 5% down. But a lot of people don't know that the government has rules about purchase prices and percentages of your down payment, what's minimum uh, provided. Between 500000 and a million, you actually need 10% on that difference. And if you're buying over a million, you need 20%. So definitely think of that. So make sure you have that prepped. And number two, get pre-approved for a mortgage. We've said this how many times, Curtis? Uh, You know what? That has been one of those uh, incredibly common themes over the years. It sure has. And it's so very important because they can hold the best rates for minimum 120 days. And if they go up, you're protected. If they go down, you get the benefit of them going down. I just got an investment property and I got a variable rate, five-year with 30-year amortization for 1.47% down. Love it. Yeah, I remember uh, when we got ours. I remember we, we got, I think our first approval was for 1.89. And then when we finally did get the house and everything, and we went for the final paperwork, I remember Jamie came back and said, hold on, the bank has to come, is coming back with a lower interest rate for you. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> Bonus. Like a surprise gift. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean they're coming back with a lower interest rate? What, are they going to pay me to use the bank now? What's going on? <laughs> See, and if you hadn't been pre-approved, you know, you if it had gone up, you would you would, it would not have been good. Not no, have been good. absolutely. Uh, and the fourth tip, check out first-time homebuyer incentives. If you're a first-time homebuyer, they're always changing the incentives, and there's a lot of great stuff to be uh, had. So the ca- Canadian government offers the first-time homebuyer's incentives, and it's a loan to encourage uh, and to achieve home ownership for first-time homebuyers. So 5% of the purchase of resale home, 5 or 10% of the price of a newly constructed home, and the loan is interest-free and repaid at any time within 25 years or when the home is sold. This is uh, kind of a newer incentive they have. As well, of course, you can borrow uh, from your RRSPs up to $35,000 interest-free as well uh, to boost your down payments. So there are some options to really help those first-time home buyers get in the market sooner than later because, as we've said 100 million times on this show too, Curtis, is, of course, our uh, equity builds up in this Fraser Valley, Vancouver area, very short time, short term, do we have a little dip in the market and it always goes up. Uh, Trajectory is always up. So get in the market sooner than later and that's the way you can do it. And then number five, work with a real estate agent (laughs) and not just any real estate agent, but a tried, true one that you can trust and have faith in. You know that they are working for your benefit on your behalf um, and that they have uh, the support and the education and the and the knowledge and the and the uh, energy to really work for you like they're working for themselves. So definitely get a real estate agent. One of the first things you do, they can advise you so much so early on uh, for you and save you a lot of stress and hassle and unknowns. 
And number six, do a home inspection. And even in a seller's market, even if it's multiple offers, you can get a home inspection done. Uh, typically, a lot of people who want to do home inspections will do them before even putting in an offer when it's multiple offers. And that way, they're prepared and they know. And for you as a seller, it makes it more confident offer from that buyer because they know exactly what they're getting. So it, it, it works good on both sides. But don't skip that as a buyer. My advice don't skip it because it, it, you never know. You don't know what you don't know until you know it, and you don't know it unless you've checked it. <laughs> so home inspections. So those are the six most important things to think about. And uh, quickly, I think the mortgage pre-approval. We've really talked about that, and um, there's just three requ- well, three main requirements that uh, you need for pre-approval. Uh, the lender will check your employment history. The lender will check your credit score. The lender will check your assets and your debts. So those are those three things that they'll check on. So in preparation to getting pre-approved, just know that those are the things that they will check on. And uh, so why not we talk about an amazing new listing I got. Oh, my gosh. And it just hit the market literally like a couple days ago, day and a half ago. And it's got lake views. Curtis is out at Harrison Hot Springs on Rockwell Drive. Mm, Very nice. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a gorgeous property. It's almost 12,000 square feet of land. It is private. It's gated. It's adorable. It, it has this French atmosphere. It's, it's built so well. I mean, it's got cement, huge wraparound deck, the views. There's a walkway uh, to the to the water. Uh, it's not waterfront. It's one property behind it with the Rock, uh, Rockwell Drive in front of it. It's so pretty. I love this one. They used to use the downstairs. It's two-story plus walk, full walkout basement. They used to use the basement as a private little Airbnb that they rented out, and they never would see anybody, and it was private for them, and it was great. Um, so that's an opportunity, but breathtaking views, privacy. It's, it's a serene retreat. It's got an outdoor kitchen as well. And, oh, it's a delight to show. Um, so that one's priced at $1,220,000, and it's a three-bedroom, three-bathroom, uh, a little over 2,700-square-foot home. Gorgeous place. Check out my drone video, my cinematography video, photos, floor plan, and everything online of that one. Oh, the address, 6366 Rockwell Drive. And then I've got one in Aldergrove that's almost 17,000 square foot of land. It's fully flat and usable. It's got so much driveway and cement that it's amazing, Uh, plus garden and and yard space as well. But the reason it has so much cement uh, and, and driveway is because it's got this gigantic shop. It's like a 40 by 34 shop with tall doors and high, high ceilings and uh, it's it's amazing shop. It really is. Um, it's almost two thousand square foot rancher as well, which is really unique. And it's nineteen seventy one built, so three bedroom, two bathroom, and that one's on for one million two hundred and seventy five thousand. And those are the two new listings. And I've got some coming soon. So I'm going to wait though until next week to share them. So um, I want to leave everyone with a quote, and this quote comes from an American author. And if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. That's deep and profound. It's going to take me a while to, to, you know, take that all in. And that's by Wayne Dyer. Oh, very cool. 
All right. Well, if people want more information about what you do as a realtor and the services you provide, where can they go? MichelleClemens.ca. And join us again next week when we will talk real estate in order to unlock your real estate potential on a show where real estate is maximized. Thanks for listening.